Okay, so welcome back to Ready Player You. I'm Michael Rick. And I'm Matt Kruger. <laughs> and we're going to get into this episode. Uh, hopefully I can just take this costume off because I can't see fucking shit in this thing. Yeah, but you sound good. Yeah. And for our uh, audio listeners, he, <sighs> he was wearing um, the Pickle Rick outfit. And I'm dressed as Freddy Krueger, as my friends like to say. But if you don't know what that is, it's Freddy Krueger. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, oh my goodness, I'm all fucked up from that costume right now. It's hot in that little motherfucker. <laughs> Can't wear that to the concert tonight. Oh, hell no. Oh, that's going to be so... No, but before we get into it, uh, we wanted to get to our sponsor. Uh, this episode is going to be brought to you by, uh, it's going to be Lopez Financial Services, free financial education. Now, when they get you started, they're going to do uh, a Zoom call meeting, a video interview, and a few other details that you'd probably have to give them to get started. But um, you've likely seen like a GoFundMe page or something asking for funeral donations, things like that. And um, a lot of those pages won't be able to help with final expenses of somebody's life, funeral coverages, and then there's all these additional charges that come into play. Like when we had the funeral for Melissa, it was it was utter panic, dude. We We knew she didn't have very long, but... When we went to go bury her, we were relying on donations from friends, from family. Uh, we didn't even have time or the sanity to put up a GoFundMe page. So I'm still paying off part of my portion that I had put on the credit card. Um, so I'm getting charged major interest rates on that, things like that. And Lalo helped pay for some of it, and we didn't do a GoFundMe page. We had no life insurance on or nothing like that. We're, we were just absolutely in utter panic about it. So to handle that, uh, Lopez Insurance will help you go with life coverages, and it's far more effective to insure you for your loved ones and the resources that you have, and especially when somebody suddenly passes away. Life insurance death benefits allow people to, you care about to have access to money without adding to the burden and asking friends and colleagues for money uh, just to survive and to pay for the final expenses. When you go through this, it, it can be traumatic. It can be a life-altering experience, and you may not have everything you need right away. However, they do also offer policies that can help pay out while you're alive so that you can use the money while you're still here to maybe pay for your plot, get things set up. Whatever you decide could be worth it for you. Feel free to call them at 530-417-8224. Don't forget to get a hold of Berta Lopez or her son and Carlo, and they will be able to help you with all your financial needs. Back to the show. That was actually pretty good. It's all on the fly, dude. Yeah, <laughs> and and that's what we do. And we do everything off the fly. And off the fly, off the cuff. I just I, I ad lib quite a bit sometimes, but um, yeah. So, um, but and and, and and on touch with that. I mean, you guys didn't have to worry much about Grandpa when you guys had to bury him, huh? No, um, luckily Grandpa was a veteran, so uh, every and of course they already had the plot it was already picked out since the eighties. Um, you know, the, there wasn't a whole lot of stuff, but now my cousin that's been in the hospital for what, two, three months now, probably more than that. Um, I know there, uh, she doesn't have this kind of stuff, uh, going on for, her. uh, so I know my, my cousins and my family members did, uh, you know, uh, yard sales for all proceeds and this, and then, uh, plus me and, um, uh, Berta's, uh, cousin who passed away, um, uh, he had none of that kind of stuff, and if he would have had a little bit yeah. of some kind of security, you know, if she, he would, if they would have known what was going on, then he, she could have gotten him something. 
Yeah, then definitely, you know, um, like they wouldn't have to do a GoFundMe and. So Grandpa, not only was he a veteran, but he he obviously planned ahead, yeah, which oh, would yeah. be the benefit of getting hold of Berta. Yeah, yeah. So definitely. shoot him. Uh, in fact, we actually had one of our listeners reach out to her. Yeah, yeah. So party yeah. bonus. Hopefully everything works out for her. I know uh, the lady got a hold of her and uh, Berta answered her call, and I'm sure they got future meetings set up to hopefully get things squared away. Yeah, I believe they have a meeting uh, sometime next week. So, cool. Know. All right. Well, on that note. Would you like to do the honors? Let's see if I can... Uh, you want to try and do it with the Cougar Claw? Let's do it with the Cougar Claw. The Cougar Clock? Cougar Clock, yeah. <laughs> or, or, uh, or what was it? Um, uh, uh, Goosebumps? Cougar Clock of Doom? Cougar Clock of Doom? So in this episode, we're going to be covering Rob Zombie. If you didn't guess that by the intro song, um, but, legendary dude, legendary career. Oh yeah, I mean, he's been around since the 80s. And, oh, that's um, good. Was, <gasps> oh shit! God. Oh <laughs> fuck! We got that on camera. <laughs> Party foul like a motherfucker. That's what happens when you try to do with the Kruger claw. Hold on. Oh shit! Oh, sorry about. Oh, I don't gotta worry about my dog fucking. And it's you now. Phone <laughs> first. Oh shit! Oh. Get this away. Oh. Get it on the laptop, dude. Oh nope, it's on the other side of me here. Oh, that's gonna be uh. Fun to edit out. Yeah, I don't know if I will do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. Huh. You, it, nobody had to get you wet. You got yourself wet. Yeah, the only way I'm getting wet these days. Oh, goodness. For those of on the listening audio, Matt spilled his beer. A big, tall boy of a Corona. Slipped right out of my fucking hand. Sure fucking did. Well, I guess uh, Kruger doesn't quite drink beer, does he? Oh, he's oh he's burnt up. So I mean, I'm sure he, he could he could have used the cold one. Yeah, he gets thirsty once in a while. <laughs> Pickle Rick. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> back to the show. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, like we said, um, Rob Zombie, he's had a hell of a career. Uh, you know, music, movies. Um, I don't know. Did he do any acting? Um, you know what? What I did kind of uh, I. Just do my edu- um, research on this. Um, he's had a couple roles, but um, nothing like big. Um, you know, he's mostly a director, and he's had a couple cameos and a few movies, but mostly a voice cameo. And he did make a cameo in House of Thousand Corpses. Where was he in there? Uh, Doctor Wolfenstein's assistant. Wolfenstein. Now that is awesome to use in a. Now that is that is one of our videos (laughs) that I've been putting out on our YouTube channel. Yeah, I've been playing Wolfenstein. Yeah, but um, other than that, um, you know, he's more uh, director, composer. Um, you know, motherfucker does it all, huh? Yeah, and well, of course, you can't talk about his solo career without talking about his career where it started, White Zombie. Amen to that. So, from my research, he saw, he actually formed White Zombie back in 1985. Really? Yeah. Uh, he came up with an idea while attending Parsons School of Design in his junior year. And it's named after a 1932 horror movie starring Bela Lugosi, who we know as the original Dracula. Mm-hmm. And the movie was called White Zombie. That's tight. 
And it's so he's he's historic with his name, and it's considered uh, the first true uh, zombie movie. Did you get that screenshot I sent you earlier today? Um, of his full name. Did you get that? Because I was I was listening to a song, and it had um it had his full name on there at the bottom as a, one of the one no, of the composers. No, I didn't. Okay, so it it came out on songwriters as Rob Wolfgang Zombie. Rob Zombie and Scott Humphrey were one of the songwriters for On Hellbilly Deluxe. Mm. But Wolfgang Zombie, like, did he legally change his name to have those in there, or was that... Wolfgang Zombie? Yeah, Rob Wolfgang Zombie. Okay, well, I I do have something to go off of that, but not yet. Oh, fuck, man. Well, you can't just give it to me now? Yeah, so, I mean, his his birth name is Robert Bartlett. Bartlett. Yeah, Bartley. Bartley? Bartley, some Cummings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> the white zombie Cummings. But you know who his brother... <laughs> but his brother is also a musician. Who? Spider-One. Who the fuck is Spider-One? From Power Man 5000. Oh, no shit! That is his real-life little brother. Wow, I didn't... You know what? I think they said that on KRZ one time. Yeah, I didn't... I, I knew that years ago, but, I mean, doing my research on this, I'm like, okay, no, that's pretty fucking cool. Clear Channel, if you're listening, I'll say it again. Bring back KRZR, otherwise you're a bunch of schmucks. Yes, please. Um, so in uh, the 80s, White Zombie, they formed. Um, you know, I don't want to go really through their EPs and, uh, you know, the, all the members, because they had members come and go. and um, I.E. Cummings? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably. <laughs> uh, so they released their first EP in 1985 called Gods on Voodoo Moon. Interesting title. Their uh, second EP was Pig Heaven Slaughter the Grey in 1986. Psycho Head Blowout in 1987. And then they did a, their last EP, God of Thunder, in 1989. Did they, did they have a song in there named <clears throat> Thor? That's the first thing I thought, and I looked it up, and no, they don't. Missed opportunity. Oh, the... Uh, one of the tracks was called God of Thunder, though, too, so I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's probably describing Thor and the whole thing. Yeah, um, yeah, that's probably what happened. So just a little background on their EP before they made their first albums. Um, they made their uh, live performance at CBGB's. Does that give you the heebie-jeebies? Okay, so CBGB's, uh, this was in uh, 1986, they made their live performance. <clears throat> and it's a club in Manhattan, and it's... CBGB was um, stands for country, bluegrass, and blues. Huh. Okay. But it was the most famed venue of bands like the Ramones, Blondie, and Talking Heads. Wow. So they've all played at this uh, this venue. But I remember, uh, I think it was a Simpsons episode um, when they were doing uh, Sid and Nancy, and uh, uh, Sex Pistols were doing a show, and uh, Sid, of course, played by Nelson, gets kicked out because they're high on chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, of course, comic book guy is uh, the owner. He's like, hey, you're no longer uh, allowed here at CBGB's comic book <laughs> guy's bar. <laughs> oh, that's funny. What a, what a reference. Oh, yeah. Um, so their first uh, uh, commercial album, was called Soul Crusher in 1987, and one of the songs is called Rat Mouth. 
Interesting. Let's look that one up. There it is. Oh, wow. Let's see if I can get a decent quality one here. And this song I've never listened to. I've never heard this one. I didn't know he, it went, went that far back. Oh, yeah. No, I I just know they're 90s stuff. Yeah, same here. Let's see what this one sounds like. I can hear the youth in his voice, uh, but yeah, it's still him. It's not as gruff as But it's later. still him, though. Oh, yeah. Feels, it sounds a little super beast right there. I can yeah. hear a little super beast influence there. Yeah. <clears throat> and the thing with him, he's a huge uh, horror fan. So. Oh yeah, he did. He did a, a MTV Cribs one where he was talking about that one time. Mm. No, I don't think I seen that one. I, oh. I saw that. It was it was really good. Yeah. So I mean, most of, of course there wasn't enough time to go through everything, but yeah. Um, concept for. Uh, uh, his front and back covers of this album uh, was conceived by Rob in sketch form and executed by Michael Levine, who had previously worked with White Zombie on Psychohead Blowout. And there's a single f- photograph of the band, and that's uh, their uh, cover album. And yeah. I'm pretty sure that we can um, put it on our socials or something. But, I mean, that's a pretty dope-ass cover. Yeah, for those of you who don't see it, you come to the video feed. It'll be on YouTube in a day or so. Yeah. Um and a little uh little uh, thing behind it little uh backstory, uh, despite its initially limited release, the band's relatively unknown status, album gained the admiration of musicians such as Kurt Cobain, Iggy Pop, and Thurston Moore. Oh, speaking of Kurt Cobain, oh, I I had to look up who Thurston Moore is, and he's a member of Sonic Youth. Right, they got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Did they? Yeah, I was down there on uh, Rodeo Drive one time when we went. Me and uh, my first ex went down to Hollywood and all that shit, and stopped at In and Out Burger. And then there was this huge crowd waiting out front of a uh, rock and roll um, uh, movie theater place that they have down there. They were going to play that day, and they were getting inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Or no, maybe they were just playing at the the theater that mm. day. And I was waiting around to see, and you know how artists show up late and whatever. I was like, fuck this, I'm out of here. I, did, I waited for like 30 minutes. I was like, no, I'm done. I asked somebody how long they've been waiting, and they were like, oh, I've been about an hour or so. And I was like, I ain't waiting that long. I'm going home. <laughs> but yeah. speaking of Kurt Cobain, his daughter and Tony Hawk's son are now married. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I just found that out today. And the caption was, they're going to make one super awesome white person. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> They're going to be musically and skateboarding uh, talented. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, something like that. Wow. But, uh, anyways. Um, so, another song from uh, that Soul Crusher album, which I'm really curious to hear, called Die, Zombie, Die. There it is. If you hear these dogs barking in the background, if the, if the audio equipment hasn't edited out, uh, 
I got female dogs in heat. They're all fixed, but the boys don't understand that, so you're going to hear that one. Let's see how this one sounds. This is Die Zombie Die. Sure. Very slow song. I hear a little uh, Doors influence. Whose influence? Doors. Thor? The Doors. Oh, the Doors, yeah. If it don't kick down soon, I'm, I'm going to be, like, not a fan of the song. you got to be high to enjoy this one or drunk as fuck or something. You know, I'm a huge fan of the Doors, so actually, I did. I'm a huge song. fan of the Doors too, but they did better than this. Well, the Doors did have a lot of slow, like this melodic type stuff too. Yes, that is very true. But they also were high as fuck and still did better. So this guy had to have been out of his mind when he did this. Plus, they were just getting started. Yeah. But definitely a punk rock okay. sound. Okay. I'm hearing some. Maybe it's my sex pistol, maybe. Maybe, yeah. I'm, I'm hearing a little bit of... It's catching up, it's... And then it drops off. Yeah, maybe like a little ska. Not like, even, dude. Just, just the way he's singing. Not even, dude. Do you listen to ska? Not a little bit. Then no, totally not. Well, the way I, I see things are from you, so... Yeah, but that's not even close to ska, dude. What's it's my, not even close. What's my opinion? I get that, but it's not even close to ska. So, their second album <clears throat> came out in 1989, Make Them Die Slowly. This was all off the first album, right? Yeah, that was uh, the two songs off of this old Crusher album. <clears throat> Give me a song from that one. Let's see what they got so, up there. Make Them Die Slowly, 89, let's see. Uh, they entered the studio in 88 to follow up Soul Crusher and tended to release the next album by June as a previous release of the band was embracing more a heavy metal influenced sound. Iggy Pop, who was an admirer of the last album, recommended that the band finish recording with producer and composer Bill Boswell. This is just some random fucking trivia here. Hold the laptop in front of you because you're fading in and out again. Kind of hard. Hold it up. Well, when we get a studio, we'll have a desk and all that shit. So, um, the song that <clears throat> actually I want to hear is called Murder World. That one's right here. Every yeah. song on this album is at least a four-minute song. That's crazy. They really, really went hardcore on it. I was going to hit view all to see what else was there, but I don't know. Yeah, there we go. I, I got it muted at least. We don't have to hear this fucking T-Mobile ad. Hey, it's the guys from uh, Scrubs. Yeah, those guys are hilarious. Oh. They do a podcast. Yeah, I know. Dude, I know, that I, shit is funny as fuck, too. I know. I listened to them when I was in the hospital. Did I tell you about them, or did you know about them? No, Athena told me about them. Murder World. Is that Sherry Moon Zombie right there? No. Her name is... That's actually his first wife, Dawn the Assault. Dawn the Assault? Dawn the Assault. Oh. She's pretty hot. 
I think she was the one that was. They were talking about doing a red zombie or whatever. I thought it was Sherry Moon. No, no, I think it was her. Oh, she looks like a vengeful bitch. Oh yeah, here we go. Yeah, dude, they they really drug yeah. it down slow on some of those, but that that part where it was all sped up was fucking awesome. Yeah, um, right there, um, two songs down, Acid Flesh, the next one that I have written down. I gotta hear what that <clears throat> sounds like. All of these are very grungy, very slow, bluesy sounding. Late late eighties, so I mean that's that. Sick. Nobody wants to buy makeup right now. Maybe yeah. maybe our female listeners yeah. do, but oh yeah. So um, before you just play the song. So off of um, this, their second album, <clears throat> uh, made th- made them die slow. It's the first album crediting Rob Zombie. What was it? What was it crediting before? Instead of his previous Rob Dirt Tracker. So that's what he was known as. Rob Dirt Tracker. Rob Dirt Tracker. 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 S T R A K E R. Huh. Yeah, so that's what he was going for, going by. Uh, then we did this album. He changed it to Rob Zombie, and I actually have some more history to get to his solo show. Okay, so this one's Acid Flesh. I'm hooked already. I love a good drum beat. Yeah. Look at the lights on the PC are beating to it. I love that, dude. I sat there and fucked with it one night. I like this. You know, I like it because it, it, it sounds more like they're, they're getting more of their sound. They're coming into their own. No, not, not what we know as white zombie. But this is still the beginning, so yeah. they're definitely changing the, the style a little bit. And they're uh, still discovering going. themselves. Exactly. Like this has almost got like a speed metal bit to it, but it's not speed metal. It's yeah. It's got. It's just got a, a beats per minute rhythm to it. Oh yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, and they're definitely coming into their own right and there. Here's uh, a little thing. Says so some fans tend to trend. Some fans tend to enjoy the release more as the album more closely resembles the sound that would dominate much of White Zombie's later career, which we're going to get into right now. Oh, so we're just doing a couple from each album. That's yeah. pretty cool. Okay. Because, yes. I mean, I mean, you cannot talk about Rob Zombie without talking about White Zombie. 
Well, so, of course. So, I mean, I mean, just here, I mean, you can hear the transition from how White Zombie went up into the last albums, and then into his solo career, which, you know, was more of a harder sound, too. He started focusing more on, like... The horror element yeah. of his songs, too. Yeah, he had a more uh, uh, fine-tuned focus on what he wanted. Yeah, 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 definitely. I was, I was having trouble finding the words for I knew what I wanted to say, but I was having trouble finding the words for that one. Uh, so, <clears throat> let's see. That was their, what, second, second album? Second album, yeah. So, their third album, La Sexaristo Devil Music Volume 1. And, you know, most people know this album. This is the first album I <laughs> knew of. I mean, this is, the, <laughs> this is the album that, you know. Welcome to Planet Motherfucker. <laughs> yep. Oh, I love it. That's tight. Oh, well, if you want to play that one, go for it. Is that is on is that on the list? Because I I I never I never had the chance to own the album. Nope. I but fuck it. I want to play some of my favorites from this one. If if we got oh, oh yeah, I mean I have a Black Sunshine, Spider Baby, yeah oh, yeah, Black Sunshine. Oh my God, that one, Thundercast sixty five. This is the album. This is if you're a rock fan of any measure this is a staple in your in your list welcome to planet motherfucker oh if it's planet mf then this is the version that they played on mtv oh well hopefully it's explicit oh yes there's that rhythm from that other album and more harder more tuned I've heard this. I never knew it was called this. Yeah, I know it. You're right. That's the same chick moaning. Oh, that's his fucking sound, baby. That's him. I didn't want to stop playing it. Oh, yeah. No, that song's badass. So here's... Oh, fuck. I love it. <laughs> so for this album, uh, in a 20, 2021 interview, Sean Usult reflected that the band was influenced by rap music during this time, including Ice-T, Run-DMC, LL Cool J, and Public Enemy. Ooh. Rob was very intent on merging some of the rhythms and beats of what we were hearing into our songs, and it worked well. And it sounds... That sounds fucking awesome. Dude, that was fucking great. What was that screeching shit? You know, it was like metal screeching or some kid screaming or something. Bad. Uh, no, I did not have that. Um, <clears throat> See, I knew I've heard a lot of these songs, but I never knew what they were called. Other than Black Sunshine and Thunderkiss 65, I didn't know what any of these were called. I, I don't know Black Sunshine. I mean, I probably, Oh, my God, really? I probably have heard it, but it's probably... Oh, my so God. It's one of my favorites by him. Really? Yeah, it's, he's talking about, uh, uh, I believe it's a black Mustang or something like that, and he's driving down this pavement. He's describing a car the whole time, I believe. Because I, I think Lou Brutus did an interview with him or something. 
one of his best songs ever. Oh, uh, Ford Mustang. Yeah. Black Sunshine. Yep. So listen to it so you can see if you can hear what he's talking about. Even though we got the video up, see if you hear it. He does not look like he would have that voice. Uh-uh. Oh, he's kind of like... Kind of clean, shaven at this point still. This is definitely that 1992 style. Has a little goatee going. Dude, that song just always made me drive faster. Mm. I oh. mean, fuck, I love that song. Okay, so that uh, the the spoken word there in the beginning. Do you know who that was? No, I don't. That was Iggy Pop. Was it really? Yeah, that's fucking tight. Yeah, yeah he does uh, the the intro and the outro, but the spoken lyrics was Iggy Pop. Oh, we gotta play the outro then. Was it the same repetitive? See that I don't. Oh know. no! All he did was go black sunshine. Yeah, that's you know, all he did at the but end. They do. They had the lyrics right here uh, of uh, his uh, his spoken intro. Yeah, and that's just oh, I was following along, and that's why I was smiling. I was okay, okay. So say it. Say it. Read it in case they didn't catch it. <clears throat> so it <clears throat> say gripping the wheel, his knuckles went white with desire. The wheels of his mugs. Mustang exploding on the highway like a slug from a forty-five, two death, four hundred horsepower, maximum performance, piercing the night. This is Blackson. Yeah, and that's basically the wet pavement. His knuckles are really tight because he's gripping that steering wheel so hard because he's driving so fast, and it's so fast as in the muzzle velocity it, out of a gun. You no, know, and apparently this video was in one of our favorite cartoons growing up. Get the fuck out of here. Animated characters, Beavis and Butthead, provided support for oh the my band goodness. by reviewing the video during the episode Home Improvement. Iggy Pop also plays a character of the writer in the video. No shit. I'm going to adjust the camera angle a bit. See if I can pan it back over. Um, yeah, you know what? I say, let oh, fuck it. Let's go with Thunder Kiss. I mean, you cannot... Yes, Listen, amen you, to that. You cannot put on White Zombie, not here. Thunder Kiss 65. Yes, that's what I'm talking about, boo-boo. And that's not on my notes, but now we just fucking go off the cuff. You love that tagline, don't you? Plug it somewhere. No, you don't. Oh, hot chicks. 
What are those wrestlers called? The Mexican wrestlers? Luchadors? Luchadores, yeah. Looking like Sonic Youth. I've never seen these videos. This one comes on my Pandora all the time. I hear this like at least a couple times a week. Yeah. And I will not change it. I think you're off camera. There you go. They're dancing exactly how I pictured they would dance to this beat. He has that Lori Petty, uh, like the goggles, like Tank Girl. Oh. Yeah, well, at this time, I'm sitting there thinking this is Four Non Blondes, this is Sonic Youth, this yeah. is, you know, the bright colors, then the dark colors, and then the star, the luchadores, the fucking dreads, the, you know... What was that movie where they had uh, Seth Green in there and he can't hardly wait? He was always wearing those goggles and acting like... Oh. I think it was can't hardly wait. I don't know. He finally gets laid in the bathroom. <laughs> it, was a, it was a good movie. All right, so that was 1992. And now one of my, one of my favorite albums. Even though I, I mean, we, definitely one of the songs uh, we use as our intro. But this one, when they're... Their bigger album can't hear you <clears throat> one of your what favorite albums yeah one of my i mean just just from the songs that have been and that's astro creek 2000 but it has oh is that it everybody knows that astro creep 2000 was actually called astro creep 2000 songs of love destruction and other synthetic delusions of the electric head now this is about the time where he divorced. Um, I think so because this is when we were in high school. Is it around two thousand? Oh uh, no, no, this was ninety five. Ninety five. Ah, missed opportunity to call it two thousand in two thousand though. Yeah. Um, album had help from significant industrial musicians such as the keyboard work um Charlie Clouser, who had worked with artists like Nine Inch Nails, Rammstein, Marilyn Manson, Killing Joke, and more. Hmm. Uh, the album is much heavier than El Sexaristo and has been called White Trash on Acid Metal. Yeah, I've heard that reference before to this album. I forgot uh, all about that. The band also downtuned the guitars and bass to give it a darker sound that songs required, uh, going from standard E to into tops. Do not know that reference. Not in music. I don't know. <clears throat> Can't hear. You were cutting in and out. No, I don't know. I'm right here. <clears throat> you heard yourself the whole time? Yeah. It was cutting in and out. So, um, so we used uh, the intro, More Human Than Human, which is probably one of my favorite songs. Definitely. Because back in early two, late 99, early 2000s, ECW would come on. They used the music for that song. I didn't know it was White, white Zombie. When I hear that song, I hear, I, I am instantly back at, Lamore, uh, when they had the the dirt bike tracks, not the mm. dirt bike, but when you would ride BMX tracks. Yeah. And my cousin, I was having the video camera my uncle brought, and I'm filming my cousin because he was in a lot of these tournaments. He won a lot of trophies in Vegas and Lamore and everywhere. And I'm filming him, and this song is was playing over the loudspeakers in the background, and it happened to just trigger a memory every time I hear this song. Are you talking about the the track that was right there on uh, the 198? 
Yeah, yeah. Out there, or, yeah. Yeah, they got rid of it, which just sucks because that was a good track. Oh yeah, that's houses. Yeah, that was yeah, <clears throat> yeah. They did do houses yeah. or something now. So uh, I'm looking at Supercharger Heaven. Where is that one? Right there. Let's see what that one sounds like. As soon as this ad goes away for Google or Windows, some Microsoft Edge bullshit. Yeah. Oh look, we got an electric bike that won't won't go anywhere because you can't charge it. Here we go. Supercharger Heaven. I know this song. Can't think of it right now. Look, I know the supernatural is something that isn't supposed. Yes, to I know this song. He put on some weight. Yeah. He was obviously making enough money to eat. One of the best songs. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> maybe so, maybe this should be the fucking cover. Yeah, like, that would be dope. That, let's do uh, that one as the cover. I like this one. Um, so in the beginning, there was a Latin uh, being spoken. Mm-hmm. And it's from the Hammer film, To the Devil, A Daughter. Hmm. I'm not going to try and say the Latin, but I'll tell you the English. It says, foolish of heart, thou art not a god. There is no life for those who do not adore to a man, to a man thou hast not, thou art excommunicated from the union of the faithful. And apparently, later uh, they use another spoken line from Christopher Lee, who was in the Hammer films. Uh, but he, of course, he was uh, Count Dooku, uh, and uh, in uh, Star Wars and the trilogies, mm. he was um, uh, Darth. You know, he's Saruman in uh, Lord of the Ring movies. Okay. Yeah, and of course he was a metalhead. He had a metal band too. Yes. Um, so <clears throat> that was uh, no, just uh, Astro Creep 2000. Um, after making one last song for Beavis and Butthead to America, White Zombie broke up in 1998. And the song they did was called Rat Finks, Suicide Tanks, and Cannibal Girls. And that was on this album? No, this is. Uh, Another, this was uh, the Beavis and Butthead uh, Do America soundtrack. Okay, what was it called again? Rat Finks, Suicide Tanks, and Cannibal Girls. And oh, um, after uh, Astro Creek came out in '95, um, Rob Zombie changed his name legally to Rob Zombie in '96. Okay, so here's the Beavis and Butthead part for those watching video. And in the audio, you'll just have to listen. It's not very long. It's about a minute or two long. Hey, buddy. I'm oh, it's this weird. part. I, I always thought this is Metallica. Uh, 
Okay. Well, this is cool. It's like, it's like everything looks all weird and... Like, there's all these weird shapes and, and it's sort of like, it's like, um, it's like a music video. Oh, that makes more sense now. This movie going to see it in theaters. <laughs> I always loved those chicks right there. The cartoon <laughs> chicks. They were very hot cartoons. I don't know. Yeah, you would. They were hot, man. They're drawn very well. Hmm. <laughs> They start to return to normal. <laughs> as normal as they can get. Yeah. <laughs> you say anything else? No, I think that was it. No, that was it. Um, That's a trip. Yeah. Um, that, that was... Did you watch the new uh, Beavis and Butthead movie? Uh, no. Do the Universe? We found it on, I think, Paramount Plus or something the other day, huh. and we watched the whole fucking thing. It was hilarious, dude. Yeah, I know, they, didn't, they didn't lose their touch. I, I tried watching, um, I think, like, one of the newer episodes, like, when they the series first came back. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even get through like ten minutes. I'm like, what the fuck? I actually like this shit as a kid. I still like it. That's awesome. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so before uh, we get into the star of this episode, <laughs> so our opening track was "More Human Than Human." Mm-hmm. So here's a little history on it. So title reference, title and lyrics reference the novel. Do androids dream of electric sheep? Hmm. That's some deep thought right there. But here's the thing. That was adapted into the film. I, Robot. Blade Runner. Oh, okay. I thought I had had it. Title of the slogan of the Tyrell Corporation manufactures a very humaniform biological androids or replicants that are the focal point of the story. I want more life, fucker. Quoted in the lyrics, is one of the last things his creator hears when the replicant designed to be the perfect and disposable soldier, played by Rugger Hauer. I don't know who Rugger Hauer is. You look him up later and uh, you'll know. Finds him and denies a reprieve from the program four-year lifespan. The song features a repeated slide guitar figure and technical typically associated with blues music. The moaning in the intro to the song... Which is, uh, this is the part I know you wanted to hear. Was sampled from a post apocalyptic porn movie called Cafe Flesh. <laughs> I've been waiting all episode to bring this fucking history up. So, what was the lady's name that was doing all the moaning? I don't fucking know. Well, oh, I know what you're doing later after no. the show. No, I'm going to a show. I'm going to a rock show, punk rock show, matter of fact. 
Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm going to a concert, Stephen. <clears throat> uh, so just uh, now, here's to the nitty gritty Rob Zombie. Uh, Give me an album. No, the Hellbilly Deluxe, his solo album, first solo album. Hellbilly Deluxe. Hellbilly Deluxe. Uh, before his success with of White Zombie, he worked as a production assistant on Pee Wee's Playhouse. Bro, we could have brought that up. That, well, hey, we're bringing it up now. Why do you think I said, oh, I could have brought that up for the Pee Wee app? Yep, yep, it all came together. You uh, couldn't have just told me, like, you're going to keep a big secret and <laughs> just fuck, tell me. Fuck yeah, this is how we go do things around here. Um, the debut, debut album, Hellbilly Deluxe, began in 1997, before White Zombie broke up. It was released on August 25th, 1998. So... A month later, White Zombie broke up when uh, his solo album came out. Did he keep any of the original band members? Uh, he did work with some of them. Um, on I remember hearing about him doing a concert, and he was up there on stage saying, hey, I'm not supposed to play this song because my ex-wife and blah, 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 but I'm going to do it fucking anyways, and then he starts playing more Human Than Human or something. Yeah, um... So yeah, no, he did have uh, uh, he did work with a, a former bandmate, John Tempestra. Um, I believe that he was on Hellboy Deluxe, but that's the shortened version of the album. Wait, what do you mean? The album is actually called Hellbilly Deluxe: Thirteen Tales of Cadavers Cavorting Inside the Spook Show International. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. But there's only ten songs. Does it say view all? No. There's only ten songs, though. So how is it thirteen? He's fucking with me. Uh, nope. There's thirteen songs on this album. Uh, it's only showing ten. Huh. Let me click full album. Maybe it'll show it under here. Nope. (laughs) Unless you want to listen to the whole album. No, I I do recognize three songs right off the bat. Super Beast, Dragula, and Living Dead Girl. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, Meet the Creepers, another great one. That I do remember that one. Yeah, but uh, here just to show you, thirteen songs. Which ones? Which ones are they not showing here? We got okay, so we got Call of the Zombie. Yes. Super Beast. Yes. Dracula. Yes. Living Dead Girl. Mm-hmm. Perversion ninety nine. Yep. Demonoid Phenomenon. Yep. Spook Show Baby. Yep. How to Make a Monster. Yes. Meet the Creeper. Yes. Ballad of the Resurrection. Joe and Rosa Whore. Yes. That's all I have. What lurks on Channel X? Oh, Return, I do remember that Return one. Return of the Phantom Stranger, the beginning of the end. Okay, so he lived up to the. Okay, cool. Because I don't know why I wouldn't show it right here. Yeah, maybe those are bonus tracks or something. May no, it may be because you know how Green Day did that one secret stuff at the end, <clears throat> and then albums started doing that, and then we start noticing secret endings in movies, and now it's a whole fucking thing. Yeah, you know, what? and um, I know I did talk about this before. Um, I was, was up visiting my dad, and my little brother had got this album for Christmas. No shit. Because I had got uh, St. Uh, Anger. How ironic. He got an album of devil music on Jesus' fucking birthday. Yeah, but it was for the Walmart version. Oh, yeah, well. <laughs> so I, you know what? I'd like to hear that Walmart version just to see what they changed. <laughs> I'm sure some shit got through there. Oh, yeah. And... <clears throat> Just a little uh, uh, thing. Uh, so, Hellbilly Deluxe. It's Hellbilly. Hellbilly. Yeah. You hear like Hellbilly, like he's got demons in his Hell- stomach. Oh, <laughs> hey, doing this kind of music probably does. Probably does. So, Hellbilly Deluxe. 
The title is derived from Dwight Yoakam's country album, Hillbilly Deluxe. Dude, hold on. I gotta show you something. You know how I'm always looking for fucking Sling Blade, the movie? Uh-huh. Let me show you something. I'm going through a list of movies I watched the other night, and it's right fucking there. I have it. I not only have it, I have a special edition of it. Oh, and yeah. who who was playing the abusive piece of shit in the movie? Dwight, Dwight fucking Yoakam. <laughs> I have the fucking movie this whole time. I'm going to yard sales. I'm everywhere looking for it, and I have the motherfucker right here. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So, before you play Meet the Creeper. Okay. Know who is... He has a special guest on the drums. Iggy? Tommy Lee. Get the fuck out of here. Are you serious? Yes, sir. That's tight. So, we're going to... Do you have anything else for it? Uh, for this song, no. Okay, so we'll get into it then. I do remember this song. Actually, I was just listening to this the other night. This is the one that has his name on there that I was going to send you. I thought I sent it to you. No. You know what's funny? I, I think I still have the burned copy <laughs> that I took from my little brother fucking back from, I don't know, I was like 16. Because me and Karina were messaging the other night. She sent me this this uh, picture of a, a song and an artist, and I couldn't make out what the picture was. It looked like some amber cut through wood, like on Jurassic Park or something. And oh, it was okay. a YouTube video thing, a screenshot of it. And I was like, what is this? She goes, look it up and listen to it and tell me what you think. And I was like, all right, cool. And I was kind of in my own thoughts for a little bit the other day. We just watched a movie, and it put me in this fucking mood, and I was outside taking Lucky for a bathroom break, and... And then I looked at that and I listened to that song and I was like, I had, I responded like, oh, I got so many emotions on it, blah, blah, blah. And I gave her a full detailed list of what I thought. And then I listened to it again and had more thoughts on it. And so I'm going through and discovering all these new, new artists and downloading music. And then I'm sending her screenshots and I'm like, let me know if I'm sending too much. She goes, no, no, keep them coming. I love new music. And then this song came on and I screenshotted the, cause I was looking at the lyrics and I was like, I'm just curious if I'm getting all these lyrics right when I mm-hmm. sing. And I went all the way to the bottom and it had that. That picture, the name of his Wolfgang and all that yeah. shit on there. Yeah. <laughs> and this song was playing when I looked it up. I was like, this is crazy. Um, you know what? This I got to hear Super Beast. Fuck yeah. I've been waiting <laughs> to hear this. I've been holding out on me like, I want to look up some of the non, non-known songs. I'm like, yeah, we could do that, but we definitely got to play some fucking hits, man. Yeah. I mean, that's like, that's like doing the not headbang challenge and shit. You ever seen those? When they play some super badass metal songs and the guy's sitting there trying not to headbang? Yeah, no, That's I've what you're seen, doing to me. I, I've seen this whole um, little stick. Go ahead. Yeah, no, 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 go ahead. No, the, there's a, I forgot what it's called. It's like a millennials. So, it's, so they try and say like, okay, can you, can you, do you know what uh, this name of the song is? Or, or can you, can you not listen to the song and headbang? Yeah, so and there's a lot of old so rockers like, out there that'll do that. And it's like a live reaction to like, okay, have you heard the song before? And yeah. So they play for it like, oh, I've never heard the song. So like, oh, some of them are like, eh, okay. So they're like rapper, like yeah. the rap, but then you get those as 
okay, then they started headbanging, and they're like, all right. You know, you're, and you're out or see shit. if you can do the challenge. And the video is actually pretty cool the way yeah, they do it. Nothing pisses me off more than when I see one of these fucking kids out there wearing a Stone Temple Pilot shirt or Nirvana or Purple Rain or something. And you never heard the fucking song. You bought it because it looks cool. No, you fucking poser. You get the fuck out of here with that shit. You can't wear a band t-shirt if you haven't, if you don't at least like the band or know who the fuck they are. Or see them in concert. Or something. You have to have listen to their music. You have to appreciate them somehow yeah. to wear that shirt. Otherwise, you're just as stupid as those fuckers who wear their pants half off their ass. Yeah, so like I've been a big on wearing band shirts, and I won't wear a band shirt unless I've seen them. But I do have one shirt that I do wear, and my best friend's mom got it for me for Christmas. But I, I am a big fan of their music, so I think I'm still in that yeah, you, you still qualify. You appreciate which, the music. You which, at least know who the fuck they are. Which is Kiss. You know what? I'd love to see Kiss in, in concert. I have a foreman, and when I was working for him, he was like, uh, I'm probably not going to be here tomorrow. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, I'm going to see Kiss tonight, and I'm getting fucked up. I'm like, dude, you're the man. We would just run the show without him for a day. I'm like, dude, I don't expect you to show up. You're going to be out all night. So here we go with Super Beast by Rob Zombie. I don't think I've ever seen the video. So, here I'll pause it real quick. So, before we get into this, I was up in Fresno one time, and we were in my buddy Will's Ford Probe, and we we're driving down the street, and he had this huge system, and there were like two fifteens. We're behind a Harley Davidson, like this gal's on right here in the video, and he starts blasting this song, Super Beast. And the guy on the Harley starts doing the arms thing like the people in the video. <laughs> it's fucking cool. Oh, and that's actually Sherry Moon. That's Sherry Moon? The music video shows a woman, Sherry Moon, Rob's wife, dressed in leather, riding on a motorcycle. That's hot. Fighting a robot and a ninja with katanas with bright lights rapidly flash on the screen. There are also a few clips added of Zombie and his band. Hmm. He looks so much more like Rob Zombie here than he ever did. Yeah. Motherfucker had to put some weight on. And the last one, he just had like that goatee going, not the whole Yeah, it was still team. him, obviously, but it wasn't him, him. Yeah. I mean, he had the dreads. That's yeah. The beginning of his style. <laughs> Fuck, dude! I could. I. I don't want to. I hate turning these songs down. I wish we had oh, more yeah. time because I don't like fucking yeah. stopping the song. Yeah. So this song appeared in a horror film Valentine 2001 and in End of Days in '99. End of Days it was what the Schwarzenegger. Dude, check this out. They have a pop character. Oh yeah, I've seen those. <clears throat> uh, oh, it's called a little big head figure. I guess it's a competition for. Yeah. Pop characters, but it's only twenty one ninety nine. Oh wow. Dude, I kinda want oh. that. 
The That's s- fucking tight. The song was nominated for a Grammy Award for Best Mor- Metal Performance in 2000. Um, Look at that. I was just trying to show the video, people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. uh, studio version of the song appeared in 1998's vehicular combat game, Twisted Metal 3. You know what? I think we have... Twisted Metal 3. I got to look because when we got, I got a PlayStation 3 off of somebody, this uh, lady's kid wanted to get rid of it to buy some drums or a guitar or something to get into music. And all the games are scratch free, cleanest console I've ever seen. Like you just pulled it out of the fucking box. I got everything. All the games, I mean, we're talking tons of games and a controller and a console, all the power cords, everything, 100 bucks. Oh, shit. Dude, it was a fucking find. I was like the first person to message her. And I never get on those let goes or whatever. Right. And I get over there and I and it, it spawned this whole buying all the twisted metals thing on Walmart. Oh, it, an exclusive remix version appears in Nine Nine sequel Twisted Metal Four. I don't think I have that one. Yeah, uh, the song also appeared in action adventure game Brutal Legend. Brutal Legend. I don't. Star- I don't know that one. That was uh, Jack Black. That was his get video game. Maybe he was supposed to be some metal. I didn't guy. know Jack Black had a video game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I, I didn't know that. I would have. Uh, I and, probably would have tried it. And the song was available for download as a playable track on Rock Band. Now I don't. I think I have one Rock Band game, <clears throat> but I don't have all of them. Um, Speaking of which, they had a video game called Rocksmith. Came with a real guitar, and you could plug in the the headphone jack cord or the the power cord mm-hmm. to it and then the other end into your playstation or xbox <clears throat> excuse me and it was like two three hundred bucks for the game but you actually learned how to play guitar and it didn't take off because everybody liked playing with colored buttons on guitar hero right yeah no i do remember i think you talked about that before i can't um, remember yeah. yeah the memory of a chicken um well i had one song but <sighs> play it what you, is it you cannot talk about this album without talking about Dragula. Oh fuck yeah, dude! I've been—I was hoping you were gonna say that. What the fuck is this? <laughs> I don't know what the hell that was, but it wasn't playing the song. It took me to a whole different little site thing. And this was the lead single off of this album. Yes, I remember hearing this right away. They played the living shit out of it, and I never got tired of it like I do some of these songs. And the song is based on the drag racer "Drag You Love" from the Monsters. Oh, nice. That was their. That's his favorite TV show, I think. Yes. Yes, it was. I mean, that's Rob Zombie's favorite TV show. Yes. Oh, I remember the cheap green screens, and he did all this on purpose like this. And then they're headbanging in there. That always reminds me of Night at the Roxbury. Oh, clowns are creepy as fuck. Oh, fuck yeah. He's even got the monster car in there. Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. It's modeled after it. Music video shows Rob Zombie driving the monster coach 
not the actual Dragula racing car, with various shots of the band members, different scenes from movies, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, the beginning of the, at the minute, beginning of the video, Killer Robot, the of an old movie, Phantom Creeps, achieve heavy rotation on MTV following the huge success of the album. Video also appeals in the film, Idle Hands, mm. which is one that we... I think we mentioned, but we... Really yeah, didn't. we mentioned it, I believe, but we didn't really go too much uh, into it. Well, I remember Jessica Alba being in it. She's always been fine. <sighs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's my future ex-wife. Oh, yeah, I say that about... I say that about a lot of people, <laughs> yeah, but, you know, yeah. <laughs> so, I, like, I always think about that, that guy and uh, Jeff Goldblum and his character in Jurassic Park, and he's all, I'm always on the on the lookout for a future ex-Mrs. Malcolm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yes, I love it. That's a good one. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's his debut album. <clears throat> uh, so, and uh, the, his album was considered a soundtrack featuring original score and some dialogue from the original Frankenstein which was uh, Rob Zombie presents the words and music of Frankenstein. So he did a bunch of little albums here and there, but no, I don't have anything to go off of that. Uh, What's it? Did he make another album after this? I don't. I can't remember oh, if he did. Well, here's the thing: Zombie was set to make his directorial debut with the film Crow 2037, hmm. and even wrote the film script. Film was set to take place in the future, though it was never released. It was decided that the film was not suited for the franchise, but would instead serve as a standalone project. He composed original score for the video game Twisted Metal 3, released in 98. Yeah. He designed Haunted Attraction for Universal Studios in 99, uh, reviving Halloween Horror Nights attraction. Mm -hmm. During the time, Zombie began working with the studio on his directorial debut, House of Thousand Corpses. I, I like that movie. It was really good. Project began filming May t- 2000 with a scheduled release date of the following year, though the studio ultimately canceled its release due to violent themes present throughout the movie. Negro, please. Zombie song Super Beast, taken from Hellbelly Deluxe, received nomination for Best Metal Performance at the 42nd Annual Grammy Awards. Zombie contributed to the song Scum of the Earth to the Mission Impossible 2 soundtrack. Hmm. Now, Zombie's second studio album, Sinister Urge, was released in November of 2001. Did you ever see the new Mission Impossible movie? I have not seen those. I yet. haven't seen it either. I what have... was the new album called? The Sinister Urge. <clears throat> Let's see if I recognize any of them, because I don't remember any of the songs or any of the albums after um, that one. Oh, our ending song is off of this album. Let's see. Feel So Numb, I know that one. Uh, never gonna stop. I know that one. This also has House of a Thousand Corpses, which is a hidden song. Okay, yeah, that's why it's not showing in the listing. Then maybe that's what the other ones were. They were hidden tracks. Oh no, House of a Thousand Corpses was the eleventh song, but there's a hidden song after that one. Okay, okay. So the ones I actually had. Um, so based on his writing for this album, just a little thing. Uh, he stated, Hellbilly Deluxe featured a lot of electronics, with the Sinister Urge featured a live band, meaning more emphasis on the instruments. Never Gonna Stop is said to showcase hand claps and acoustic guitars. Song's video was inspired by the film A Clockwork Orange. Mm. So I was looking at uh, Dead Girl Superstar. 
I want to see if that one's like Living Dead Girl, like part two. Well, this actually features Carrie King. Carrie King, Carrie King. Why do I know that? Why do I know that? Carrie King. Why do I know that name? Because he's part of Slayer. Okay, yeah. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Very catchy already. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I like this. Dude, I like that one. Yeah, no. I, I never heard that one. No. Uh, look up Ironhead. Ironhead. Let's see if it's on here. Right there. And this has a uh, featuring artist. Who's that? Let's see if-, see if we can hear it. Okay. Here we go. This is Ironhead. Starting off real quiet, real slow. He loves his fade in intros. He does. Oh, that guitar. That guitar sound, that is very unique. I should have listened to the song before I wrote it down. Eh. Who's doing that guitar sound? I know that guitar sound. Osborne, baby! That's Ozzy Osborne! I know that fucking sound! I know that voice! Holy shit! Exactly what I didn't want to tell you. I think I have my new favorite song. Oh yeah! That's fucking sick, brother! I love it! Hell yeah! Woo! Dude, that is fucking awesome. As soon as I heard that voice, I knew who the fuck it was. Speaking of iconic voices, Rob Zombie has one of those voices. Yep. As soon as you hear him, you're like, I know who the fuck that is. You hear Morgan Freeman, I know who the fuck that is. You hear Axl Rose, I know who the fuck that is. You can look at those memes of Morgan Freeman, and you can hear his fucking voice. Yeah. Oh, my buddy Frank at work, he put one up, and it had Doc Brown and, and Marty, and he's looking at him, and he goes... I bet you right now they're reading this meme in my voice. And I was like, fuck, he got me. Uh, he totally got me. Or then there was the one that's like, oh, in Morgan Freeman's voice, oh, I'm, I'm not going to get drunk tonight. In fact, that was a lie. I did get uh, drunk that night. Got in a fight <laughs> with a, a uh, raccoon or something like that. It's something like that. You, what is that when you can hear somebody's voice in your head, but... <sighs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, you're I, not I hearing voices like a crazy person. 
But you can see a meme and you can, like, if you see a dodgeball in a picture, I can hear that thing and I can smell that dodgeball. What? Yeah. And it makes that very distinct rubbery inner sound smell. But you read Doc Brown's voice or something in your head. How do you hear it in your head without hearing it? They actually? have the, the, the distinct voices that yeah. you know, like. But what I'm saying is, is, is you're reading the picture in that voice, mm-hmm. but you don't actually hear anything. But you hear the voice. Yeah. What is that called? Is there is there a there, name for that? No, we're gonna have to look that up. That I uh, think about shit like that all uh, the fucking time, and it drives me nuts. I know I see the same thing with the like Star Trek memes. Yeah. And it's supposed to be Captain Kirk. I can hear that in my head. Yeah. Or or there's a way that says uh, there's two different words that are or two different sounding words like weight or angel and angle or whatever. Right. And it says. Well, how come it's not spelled this way, but it's spelled this way? Or, and it's the same word, but you hear it two different ways. Or wait and wait. Yeah. Are you going to wait to wait? Or how much do you wait or whatever? Yeah. yeah, but you see there's some words that are spelled exactly the same, but when you read the sentence twice, mm-hmm. you see, you hear it two different ways. Right. And it, I think about shit like that all. I don't know yeah. what it's called. There's got to be a name for it. You fucking scientists out there name everything, so it's got to be something. <laughs> Yeah. Right, what else we got uh, off this album? So uh, I'm gonna go one more off this album, and this is probably one of my favorites. Uh, Never gonna stop. Oh yeah. Um. So this was nominated for a Grammy for best metal performance at the 2003 Grammy Awards. This okay. wasn't our outro. No. Oh no, you're right. All right, I'm thinking stupid right no. now. Okay, I got it. But they lost. What? Who did they lose to? Porn. Okay, that's that's a yeah, okay. Here to stay. Mm. But here's this thing, uh the song is based on the novel A Clockwork Orange. Uh-huh. Which was, you know, turned into a Stanley Kubrick Kubrick uh, film. The phrase red red Kruvy is used by Alex Delarange in the book it means red red love. Red red, red love? Red red blood. Oh, okay. Krav means blood in Russian. So Krav Maga is blood fight? Well, I think that's... Krav Maga? That's yeah. a fighting, st- it's yeah, a fighting it's like, style. I think it's an Israeli fighting style or something. Oh, I thought I was catching on to some Russian shit here. Uh, lyrics incru- include the phrases, See heaven, flash a horror show, and take me to the home, which are references to the book. Uh, this, so- this song is one of my favorites because the wrestler Edge used it as his theme song from 2001 to 2004. Did you see that post I put up? It was either on our Instagram or our Facebook, and I was like, the fact that Undertaker and IRS never got together and made a death and taxes team is the greatest missed opportunity in history. I did not see that one. I did not think of that until I saw that. (laughs) The Undertaker and IRS could have been death and taxes. Holy shit. They could have had their leader, Benjamin Franklin, out there because he said the only two things that sure in life are death and taxes. And then they could have went boom like that and, and yeah. come out. That uh, would have been the greatest thing ever. It probably would have been uh, managed by uh, Ted DiBiase, Million Dollar Man. Okay, who was the, the short little uh, Undertaker's dude that was with him? I forgot his Paul name. Paul Bear. Paul Bear, that's it, yeah. He could have led them out. Well, I mean, he died, but yeah. they could have had somebody like that. Would have been cool. Yeah. Would have been a cool thing. Yeah, so. <laughs> Anyways, so. So, so there's, there's a video. Um, for never to stop, they everybody dressed as the Droogs in Clockwork Orange. I'd never seen the movie. I seen parts of the movie, I and know. I couldn't take it 
You gotta be high or drunk to watch it. It's one of those like fucked up. Violent, it's very off the wall. Violent, but it takes it in like a dystopian. It's a bunch of society. teenagers high or something, and and then one of them is like becomes like a straight man. That's like if you've seen any of the memes or any kind of episodes, like when they have the uh, like toothpicks in their eyes. This is where they get that. Well, movie. the Simpsons did a little thing on it too, well, but they did to uh, Santa's little helper. Yeah. So yeah. here's a uh, no. It was Bart. Bart had a thing on his eye and a top hat and a white shirt and everything. Oh, yeah, no, it was uh, the Homer, too. The and Homer did? I don't remember the Homer one. There was a Homer, uh, there was a uh, episode based on the movie, but Ho- uh, Bart was actually dressed as one of them. In yeah, in a separate episode. That's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, but then, of course, they did the same thing to Sounds a Little Helper. Oh, I never saw that one. Yeah. So oh, Here we go. We're never going to stop. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Use my body to keep you alive. I've never seen this video. I've always heard this song, though. I've never seen this either. Very Marilyn Manson style. And that's Sherry Moon doing that voice. I love it when they dance like that. She's hot, dude. Yeah, it doesn't say who that is. Oh my god, she's the one saying red, red, groovy. Oh. Did you hear that? Oh, that's... Listen, listen, let me... Watch, let me back it up. She'll do it right here. Right here. Oh, I didn't back it up enough. Let me go back to right here. Oh, that's her saying it. Now she's I- saying the subtitled, or I'm sorry, the in parentheses part of the title of the song. Right. Oh, okay. I've never. I always just thought it was really sexy voice, and yeah. then I'm looking at it, and I'm like, "Holy shit, she's hot, sexy voice." And she looks like the gal that plays in all these Thousand oh. Dead Corpses movies. I, I always thought it was like, oh, she was saying, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Like that. That's what I thought. Until I'm watching her lips and I'm watching her, I'm just staring at her in fascination of her beauty and her voice. And then I'm like, red, red, groovy. I'm like, holy oh, shit, yeah. that's her. Yeah, so the uh, audio sample at the beginning of the song, the Use My Body to Keep You Alive, is from a 1969 horror film. The curious Dr. Hump. <laughs> oh my god, could you have called it anything less sexual? I know, especially with you. The curious Dr. Hump. That uh, sounds like all my dogs that are in heat out there in the backyard right now. Uh, released as... The La curious Ve- dogs at Hump, or something like Love that. Love and Ganza del Sexo. 
Mm. Spanish for Revenge of Sex. A 1969 Argentine sexploitation horror film. Well, they were really into some twisted shit. Well, I mean... And it hasn't gotten any better. Well, most most of Rob Zombie's songs, uh, they all have a reference or a, a movie tie-in, a sound clip to all these different horror movies and shit. Yeah, you know, because he is you know huge. Um, He's a horror fanatic. He, oh yeah, horror film fanatic. Yeah. So, do we got anything else off this album? No, I, I think that's what we're going for. So, uh, she is looking uh, going towards uh, educated horses. That's on this one. No, it's oh uh, okay. No, um, that's oh, another album. Oh, he has uh, what seven albums? And uh, let's see, Educated Horses full album. Okay, he looks like somebody off of um, who was that guy that um, Charles Manson's ranch? He oh. looks like he looks like that right there. <laughs> Sawdust in the Blood, American <clears throat> Witch, Foxy Foxy, Seventeen oh. Years Locust, Scorpion oh. Sleeps, Hundred Ways. Let it all bleed out. Death of it all. Ride and the devil's rejects. Right. Is that the total list, or is there some I'm missing? No, no. There's more. There's more. But th- this, um, so sinister or the sinister urge came out in 2001. Educated horses came out in 2006. Wait, wait, wait. Say that again. Sinister urge came out in 2001. Uh huh. Educated horses came out in 2006. Huh. Okay. So this is what he was doing. In that five-year period. Okay. I wish these dogs would shut the fuck up. He was struggling to find a distributor and various reshoots. Zombie confirmed that his film, House of a Thousand Corpses, would finally be released through Lionsgate Entertainment. Film was released theatrically April 11, 2003. Hmm. So two years later, after his second album, he did his directorial debut, the horror film... House of Thousand Corpses. He's a busy man. Uh, mostly got negative reviews. It only grows sixteen thousand, uh, sixteen million. Sorry, a uh, worldwide criticized for being too grotesque and violent. I, I've never seen it. You haven't seen uh, it? No. House uh, of a Thousand Dead Corpses. No. It's pretty bad. No. Um, pretty bad. So, Devil's Rejects is no better. Yeah. Oh, I I know all about the movies, even though I've never seen them. Uh, release. Features original songs from Zombie. You know, why don't you play a song from the album called Pussy Liquor? What about a song from this one? Well, this is this is between uh, their album. This is between his uh, solo. But it has a Devil's Reject song right there. Oh, yeah, we can get to that one, too. That one's definitely... But I do kind of want to hear a couple of these songs from uh, Devil the- um, House of Thousand Corpses soundtrack. That's the, that's the name of the album or the soundtrack? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's the house. This from the House of Thousand Corpses soundtrack because he wrote most. Uh, he wrote a lot of the songs. And you wanted to hear Pussy Liquors? It's called Pussy Liquor. Oh, Pussy Liquor. Like okay, See? not not liquor, but liquor. Liquor, liquor in the front, poker in the rear. <laughs> See, hey, that's one of those words that liquor. <laughs> exactly. Liquor. Exactly. All right, here we go. Let's see. I'm gonna start it over because it's. Nope, starting it over because I don't want to hear it. Give me an A. Give me a B. Oh, I remember this scene. What's that spell? What's that spell? What's that spell? I remember that scene very well. (laughs) 
I like that groovy beat that's on there. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I like that too. Um, so this was, what was that? That was thousand, what was that? See, there's Five. the song called House of a Thousand Corpses. Everybody yeah, scream. Uh, then they do, uh, he does a cover of Brick House by the Commodore. Where, where, where? On this album? Let's see. Called Brick House 2003. I don't see it on the list here. Uh, I don't think so. Oh, maybe. Okay, finally, it actually listed all of them here. Here we go. Brickhouse 2003. There we go. Finally. It didn't do that last time. Yeah. It wouldn't show me what I wanted to see last time. He loves that shit, doesn't he? Yeah, the porn sound in front of the song. That's kind of tight, though. (laughs) I love it. That's tight. That's tight. That's tight. Dude, that's crazy. Uh-huh. I like that. Yeah, and that was just for the House of Thousand Corpses. And then Still hadn't released any albums. And that was, what, 2001? Right. Or, um, I'm sorry, 2003. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he hadn't released any albums. He did, like, a few guest spots of voice uh, overwork on Spider-Man animated series, Justice League Unlimited. And then he did his second film that came out in 2005, Devil's Rejects. No, I saw that one. That one. I know everything about it. Dude. I've seen it. I'm telling you, if you were to watch that, either uh, one of them, it is by far the most grotesque horror films I've seen in a very, very long time. Yep. It's almost like he watched all these old horror films and he was like, okay, we could definitely take it up a notch. Like 10,000 notches. And I, I looked through the soundtrack. He doesn't have any songs on there, so none originally written by him. So we're, it won't... if. You know, if you guys seen the movies, then you know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and they did say it was more of a violent Western film, opposed to a horror aspects of its yeah, predecessor. Yeah, it was, the part two was definitely more Western-y. It was, it, Captain Spaulding was in there from part one. Now, yeah. if you had the DVD of part one, the best thing about it was, is there was the pre-menu where Captain Spaulding's standing there, and it would have like an hour of these fucking lines from this clown hey, it was hey, hilarious hey, motherfucker or something yeah like yeah that. but he yeah. would pop on my favorite one that always sticks in my head he's a hey well shit the bed and i'm like that's the <laughs> funniest fucking thing i've ever heard a clown say i've, I've heard of that <laughs> um and rob zombie released a number of devil rejects comics throughout 2005 huh. to coincide with the film I wonder if he drew uh, those so in in 2005 the year the movie came out uh, he started on his third album, which was Educated Horses. 
And this was one of the coolest things. Doing my research on him, this yeah. was one of the coolest fucking things that actually made me think. I was like, okay. So as a kid, uh, he was uh, his parents were uh, carnival folk. Okay. His parents, uh, his grandfather. <clears throat> and it's uh, the response to questions about the album's title me. He said, it was a weird kind of phrase. Like that I remembered as something as a kid. You know, my parents, my grandparents, my aunts and uncles, our whole family were involved in carnival business and like circus business. So as a kid, we would get dragged to these things and would have to spend all the time there. And that was one of the attractions I remember what they would call the trained animals. Mm. You know, educated horses. Mm. Okay, that makes sense then. Yeah, I I seen that. And I'm like, holy shit, that is pretty fucking cool. So, and, what do you want to get to off of this one? Um, American American Witch. American Witch. Ooh, okay. Let's see what this one's all about. Might yeah. as well make it full screen. Fuck it. You get to see the ads if you're on video. Yeah, and uh, what they too. I'm not uh, pro editing yet. <laughs> his uh his family they got out of um the carnival business. Uh huh. Because apparently there was a big riot, and they were hearing gunshots, and shit was getting set on fire, and, you know, living those kind of, you know, going town to town, so they had, like, the little uh, gambling uh, tents. Almost like a gypsy type of thing. Something. So somebody must have got gypsy money, came back, and started burning shit, and... Oh, wow. Because somebody that was actually trying to get the family out, he's like, hey, come with me. You know, get out of here. He sees a com- a guy come up with a hammer and just bam, smack him in the head. Smack to Rob Zombie in the head? No, this guy that was trying to help. Oh. Him, telling them, hey, you guys got to get the fuck out of here. Oh, wow. So this is some little shit that I've been reading up. Wow, <laughs> yeah. that's crazy. So as a kid, you know, he grew up as a circus folk. He was a carny. Yeah, carny. Wow, that explains a lot of influence he had. American Witch. Edgar Allan Poe t-shirt. Yeah. I've heard this song. No, I have to. I see a Misfits uh, cover in the background, a poster. Misfits skull. I see uh, Frankenstein's monster, a bunch of stuff. And he had an Edgar Allan Poe shirt on. There's yeah. a bunch of good references in yeah. this. 
Yeah, and uh, the song is about the witch massacre of the Salem with witchcraft trials in 1692. I was going to ask you if that was part of the Salem thing. Uh, the music video of the song features several live performances of the song filmed at Corpus Christi, Denver, Salt Lake City, and Mesa. None filmed in Salem? That would have been cool. That would have been very yeah. poetic, you know? This is what I'm kind of disappointed. There's uh-huh. also an animated version Yes, I was going to bring that up because at the end here, it says Rob Zombie's Lords of Salem. And that is actually one of my songs that I have written down. You want to get on into it? Yeah, we can go that one. All right. Oh, look at this. Look at this ad for somebody who's not working. Oh, my back hurts. When your workout looks like this. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Crazy broad. The other no single was released. It did not chart. The song is nominated for a Grammy Award for Best Hard Rock Performance at the 2009 Grammy Awards. Live version heard on Zombie Live was a nominated track. Zombie later di- directed a film titled The Lords of Salem, which is unrelated to the song. Okay, there was a, a skateboarding movie that was uh, the Lords of Dogtown, The Lords of Salem, something like that. Lords of Dogtown, yeah. Lords of Dogtown. I yeah. thought maybe that was tying into that, but I guess not. <laughs> Let's see, for those watching video... Let's see if you like this, and then those on audio, I guess you'll just have to sit and listen. Oh, this is animated. Well, that's what it said. You said it yourself. Oh, no, for uh, American Witch, there's an animated... Damn, that song is fucking dark, bro. Yeah, no, there was a well, I was talking about there's animated for American Witch, but now I come back to the main page here. And Rob Zombie directed music videos for Foxy Foxy, American Witch. Artist animated David Hartman created two animated music videos for American Witch and The Lords of Salem. I wonder if David Hartman, is he the same one that did stuff for The Simpsons? No, and he doesn't have a, a page to look up. Damn it. So I was going to go with a, one more song off of this album called The Devil's Rejects. There we go. <clears throat> oh, of course. There's a fucking ad. Love those ads. Thank you, ads. Uh, let's full screen this just because it looks better on video. Yep, I remember this scene in that movie too. It's like sunrise or something. The sheriffs are closing in on the ranch. Mm. And I think either the clown or or the chick is sleeping on top of a corpse or something. Like right before the gunfight, I think. Mm. Damn. 
like it. It's very catchy, but you, did you hear that part where he says, "Hell doesn't want him. Hell doesn't need him." He's describing why they're the hell's, they're the devil's rejects. Uh huh. He rejected him. Right. I get it. Okay. Hmm. I was waiting for him to say that you know that line <laughs> in the song, but he didn't yeah. say it. Not well. At least we didn't get to that part. Yeah. So uh, the album came out two thousand six. He didn't release another album for another four years. He was making. That's when he started doing more focus on his career as a director. Mm-hmm. Let me guess, he was doing Halloween 2.0 or 20, 20 years later or whatever? I just called Halloween. Oh, he just called it Halloween? I thought it was H2O. Or no, he, that, I thought he did H2O. No, that was back in 98, something like that. Huh. That was, that was the first one. See, I get some of those mixed up because the storyline on those is such shit. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> that was a re reimagining and... In August of 2007, his version of Halloween came out. Um, then he did some things for the Grindhouse uh, movies. Remember? Okay, yeah, I remember Grindhouse. And I then, think uh, Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez had some yes. shit going on with them. Yes, yes. And he did uh, the faux trailer, um, Werewolf Women of the SS. Which I okay. Do, I do remember that one. Because that's... Uh, um, that was Hitler's army. Yeah, but he's a werewolf, you know. This yeah, yeah, he's just you know slapping shit together. I get it, but yeah. and then um, they had, there was plus on on the one of those movies there was a, a faux trailer for that movie Thanksgiving, which is actually coming out this year. Hmm. Um, I don't remember that one. Yeah, it's, it was some weird Thanksgiving horror slasher movie, and the guy that directed the faux trailers actually made a full movie coming out this year. Oh, okay. Um, so he did that. He did, uh, some live albums. Uh, he was working on a movie called Tyrannosaurus Rex, <laughs> but that got scrapped. That was uh, in 2009. He should finish that one. I want to see it. Yeah. <laughs> um, it'd so, be a horror film version of Jurassic Park. So but it, like it could get any scarier. No shit. Uh, he did a uh, Halloween two came out in 2009. It didn't get the same reception as, uh, his first one. Um, then he wanted to take a break. He was going to do a remake of the 50s Blob movie. Oh, that would have been cool. Because I know they made one in, I think, 89. Yeah. It was a remake. But he chose to back out and didn't want to do another remake. Mm. And then he did his first animated film, The Haunted World of El Superbisto. You know, I heard about that, but I never saw it. <laughs> now, if you want to pull up a clip real quick of that. <laughs> okay. How do, how do you say it again? Haunted World of El Superbisto. Based on a comic series, The Adventures of El Superbisto. And, of course, it has voices of Tom Papa, Paul Giamatti, Cherry Moon Zombie, Rosalia Dawson. Um, even has the voice of uh, SpongeBob himself in there. Oh, uh, uh, Kenny. Um, uh, uh, yes. Yeah, uh, um, Stephen Kenny? Uh, um, yeah. Uh, is this a trailer? The Haunted World? Is this a trailer? Two minute trailer? Okay, here we go. Oh, and it's a red band. What does that mean? No, it's uncut. Oh, like a circumcision, huh? You don't know what a circumcision is? Anyway. Here, here's the trailer for The Haunted World of El Superbisto. How do you do? Mr. Rob Zombie feels it would be unkind to present this without warning. Do you think I can saw the finger off a corpse? In the face of evil, 
It's Dr. Satan! Why does that name make my panties cringe? Dr. Satan? I mean, if I wore panties... You need a team. <laughs> what the fuck? Ugly. Oh, charming. Now, to save the world. Where are you, my future queen of evil? Miss Velvet Von Blair. You must fetch her for me, and I will gain all the sexy powers of hell. Take your stinking paws off her, you damn dirty ape. Now that's a little derivative, don't you think? There are two superheroes about to throw a monkey wrench in my master plan! Quit with the charade. Nobody's buying it. Discipline him! Are we on the same page? They'll resort to what the fuck? violence. All kinds of kinky sexual content. What the fuck? A blatant disregard for every decent and indecent living creature. Hold the short bus. Tell me that was good for focus. El Super Bisto. That luchador. It's all for mm -hmm. a good cause. Admit it, this was always about P-U-S-S. -S. Did you say something? Featuring the voices of Tom Papa. <sighs> you like that? Sherry Moon Zombie. Listen up, man. You're crushing my Rosario Dawson's from kids. What's the big stinkeroo? Brian Posse. You go, girl. You know what you're talking about. Rob Zombie presents The Haunted World of El Super Bisto. When evil rises up, he stands erect. Well, we warned you. What the f Fuck. That movie is so awesome. You've seen that? Oh, yeah. I've seen it <laughs> hell of times. So, <clears throat> you know, for those of you that have seen the video, so when uh, the monkey had the Rosario Dawson on her shoulder, yeah. so he's he's taken off to the castle, and she was like, oh, why is your finger in my ass? My finger's not in your ass. Why? Why is it? Why? What are you, queer? <laughs> I was like, Oh my goodness. Oh, it is so off the wall and it has all kinds of uh horror uh horror uh characters, all kinds of references. Uh it does have the guys from um uh uh Devil's Rejects and all that. they have their voices in them too. Okay. The whole Sid Haig and all them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, as Captain Spaulding. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I might have to watch that then. It's so good. <laughs> So what else do we got to get through? Because I got to pee like a motherfucker. Uh, why don't we just take a break real quick? No, uh, I want to finish. Uh, oh, he still has quite a bit to go. Hey, it's almost uh, 7 o'clock, and I want to uh, get to this show. I know, me too. So let's do this. Um, okay, so uh, Hell, Hellbelly Deluxe 2, Noble Jackals, Penny How do you Drew. keep saying Hellbelly? Hellbelly. Billy. I'm Mexican. I'm, I'm that don't make hell, no fucking hell, excuse. Hellbilly? I say Hellbilly. That's the way to say things. No. That's yeah, Hellbilly Deluxe to Noble Jackal's Penny Dreadful Systematic Dehumanization of Cool. Jeez, what's him with these long-ass fucking names? Well, it's better than the shitty short names that most people do. Yeah, and this came out in uh, 2010. Oh, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> um, so he, was, he finished recording the album before the end of 2018. 20, 2008, a relay, the release of the del was delayed until November 2009 due to commitments with Halloween 2. 
and again until February 2010 due to lack of promotion. So there's like a re reissue of it. Um, so the first song I'm looking at was a sick bubblegum. Sick bubblegum. Oh, there it is. Second song on there. Hey, we all know how we're going to die, baby. We're going to crash and burn. I do remember downloading this when it first came out. Nick and I said in a cop name said I keep telling you it's alright. A parallax view that you can't unscrew and it all just gets so Dude, that song has some fucking energy, man. Yeah. Holy shit. Man, he used uh, some sound bites. Uh, the song Sick Bubblegum contains sample from the film Werewolves on Wheels. Huh. It was a 71 exploitation film. Uh, it's an outlaw biker film and traditional horror film. Hmm. Well, that made something to... I mean, those old 60s, 70s movies... Um, so we'll go for one more, and it's called Werewolf Woman of the SS. Mm. Oh, them dogs are beating the shit out of each other out there. Oh, uh, yeah, I better go check on them. I'll be right back. So anyways. Yeah. Huh. So that was, uh, oh, Sick Bubblegum. Um, so I was uh, looking at oh, the uh, Werewolf Women of the SS. Let's see, is that, yep, right here. Do I, do I, I don't, okay, I didn't have it loaded already. I thought I did. About Hitler's diabolical plans to create a race of superwomen can be told. Werewolf women of the SS. Dude, I love the tambourine in there at the end yeah. of that when it starts to break. That was pretty tight. Oh, yeah. That sounded pretty good. Um, so, you know, he did a couple uh, movies. He did do a voice um, appearance in the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Really? Who was he in there? 
Uh, Zombie had a voice-only role of Ravenger Navigator in superhero film Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm going to have to look and listen for it now, because he's got a very distinctive voice unless they chopped it up or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, his sixth album... Oh, no, his fifth album. I'm sorry. We're jumping. His fifth album was called Venomous Rats Regeneration Vendor. Venomous Rats Regeneration Vendor. Yes. What the fuck? That's what I'm saying. He has some... My hand just started getting tired writing out all these long-ass fucking titles. Yeah, that's why you gotta start using the laptop. Is the laptop have a decent battery life for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But cool, good. I, but, you know, I like to write things out. But... You know what? Somebody else was saying that, that they like to write shit out. Um, as Don Bongino, a podcast guy, I listen to a patriotic dude, and he's going over all this politics stuff, and he goes, I got two pages of notes. And yes, I write shit out because writing commits things to memory. Right. There's something tangible there. So, what know. do we got coming off of this? And I believe it just died on me. Um, the, After we just talked about battery life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the song that I was looking at is called Teenage Nosferatu. Oh, okay. Pussy. Teenage Nosferatu. Oh, there it is. The first one. Pussy. Yeah. (laughs) Teenage Nosferatu pussy. So vampire pussy. Pretty much. Teenage vampire pussy. Yep. Let's start that over. And this was released in 2013. I'm trying to hear what she's got to say. It's just, it's just funny hearing him say that word. Uh huh. <laughs> I don't know if he's doing it for shock value, or if he's doing it just because it just came to him as an idea for the song, or what. But it, he just has that twisted mind. He goes pussy. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck, bro? Uh, um. <clears throat> so you can go by another one of his uh, original tracks from this album, or do you want to hear a cover? Ooh, coin of fate. Hey. Okay, so heads would be what? The original. Heads original. Tails. Okay, do we want to do a different coin of fate? We got horse and we got sheriff badge. So sheriff badge would be original. Yeah. And horse would be cover. Yep. So we'll let it hit the floor to decide, right? Yep. Horse cover. No. We're in horse a... was original. They said horse original badge cover. You said badge was original. Did I? You sure? 
you're going to kick yourself when you play it back. <laughs> so which one am I playing, then? We're an American band. Okay. We're an American band. Where are you? Right there. You were just on it. That one? Yep. Oh, the video one. Okay. And this is a cover of Grand Funk Railroad. Oh, yeah. I should have guessed that. I need to go see him in concert. Oh, I kind of like this cover already. There's Captain Spaulding in the audience. Well, somebody dressed up like him. Right. We need more cowbell. Hey, Okay. <laughs> I like that. That's a good um, cover. Yeah. Um so that was 2013 and then he just he did a couple movies uh between there. I think he did uh From Hell and was it 13 I think was uh, Well, there was the 3 From Hell and then I believe it was 13. It was just 13. Oh, wait. He directed that movie 13, the one yeah. with the Russian roulette? No. Oh, thir- there's, oh, there's sorry, one that had 50 Cent and... Thir- no, no, 31. I'm sorry. Oh, 31, okay. That movie 31, Because yeah. 30, 31 had... Um, who was that one guy um, uh, that was uh, in Expendables? Um, you know, I'm not sure. I've never seen the He movie. played in The Wrestler, <laughs> and I can't think of his name right now. Yeah, and, of course, it stars fucking Sherry Moon Zombie, so she's in all of his movies. Hold on, it's bugging me right now. Uh, yeah, so it was... The star of The Wrestler... Oh, uh, Mickey Rourke. Thank you. You got to pay attention for ten seconds. I get you, I get the name I wanted. <laughs> driving me nuts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he did thirty one. Then he did uh, three from hell. But <clears throat> oh my god, those dogs <laughs> are going fucking nuts out there, dude. So then he came out with his sixth solo album in twenty sixteen, the Electric Warlock Acid Witch Satanic Orgy Celebration Dispenser. <laughs> You want me to type all that in? No, just type in Electric Warlock Acid and the whole fucking thing. Unless somebody has a song called Electric Warlock. Acid Witch? Satan. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> no. Just... I heard this song on my Pandora, and I know you're going to fucking get a kick out of it. What is it? What is it? Well, everybody's fucking in a UFO. Everybody's fucking in a right UFO. There, oh, okay, I see it. Oh. Uh... <laughs> I heard this song and I'm like, oh my god, this is one of the greatest songs I ever heard. It was just so fucking. How long is this song? I want to see if it's worth hearing the whole thing. <laughs> Six minutes and forty nine seconds. I don't think we can yeah, do the whole thing, but no, we have to just do a little. We'll just play it and see. Well, everybody's fucking in a UFO. Theory of 
relativity proposed by Albert Einstein in 1915 describes gravity not as a force, but as a consequence of the curvature of space-time. Well, everybody's fucking in a UFO. An uneven distribution <clears throat> resulting in the gravitational... <laughs> the beaker glass looks like a penis. <clears throat> as well approximates Sir Isaac Newton's law of gravitation. Is that, is, is that Rob Zombie as the... I don't think so. It might be, but is this the whole fucking song? And a mathematical. It doesn't even get to the fucking song? Does it do this shit the whole fucking time? Oh, the song should only be... Oh, right here. Let's jump right to it. Dude. It's not until four minutes in do we get to the fucking song. Yeah, song's two minutes. I'm not waiting four minutes to hear this song. Sounds like a little Primus. Yeah. Big brown beaver and shit like that. <laughs> Big old alien cock right there. What uh, the fuck, dude? Dude, I like that song, though. That's very catchy. It, oh, I didn't say it. Everybody's fucking an UFO. I no, I can still put it back. Back it up. Does he say it before this? If you want to hear the song, it's called Everybody's Fucking an UFO. Yeah, that's everybody's getting through a glory hole and all kinds of shit. What the fuck? So this next one, I would check out hideous exhibitions of a dedicated gore whore. That's the name of the album, or that was the song right here? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Because we got one more album to get through, and then we have to. Uh... Let's share his moon. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Vincent Price. Like living dead girl, almost. I like the electric organ sound in there. Yeah. Dude, very catchy song. Great fucking video. Oh, yeah. yeah I might have to look into him more. Yeah, I like uh, that. So his uh, 
last studio album that so far was in 2021. The Lunar Ejection Kool-Aid Eclipse Conspiracy. <laughs> Told you I had some Wow. Money, yeah. He went ham on that shit, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. It was Rob Zombie's first album to reach number one at the Billboard's top album really? sales chart in the U.S. in its first week of release. It is also the last album to feature longtime guitarist John Five, who previously was with Marilyn Manson mm. before he joined uh, Motley Crue. Okay, okay. And <clears throat> so we're not going to go into too much of, holy shit, fucking 17 songs to pick from. Um, what you going to do with that gun, Mama? <laughs> okay, yeah, don't, fuck it, go for that one. That, that one, one, it sounds like, you know, throw Mama from the train yeah, or something, I don't know. Yeah, that one actually I was looking uh, towards. What you going to do with that gun, Mama? Sounds like some hick shit. Yeah, or the, like, GNR, Mama, take that gun from my hand. No, you didn't say take the gun from my hand. Oh. He's definitely got a lot of Jimi Hendrix disco 60s colors and vibes and styles on his albums. I don't know what's with the geometry and physics math on his albums though he has it on a few of them spirograph and shit oh lunar ejection eclipse conspiracies so it's kind of all in the title maybe just a lot no of but them. he's done it on a few albums i don't know maybe something to look into definitely it's only 60 seconds long oh shit i didn't realize that <laughs> oops that uh-huh. was it. That was it. That was the end of it. I like the name of the song, though. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was going to be some a lot more than that. Yeah. Um, so I guess we could try 18th Century Cannibals. Okay. Ex- Excitable Morlocks and a one-way, one-way ticket on the ghost train. <laughs> that has some potential there. Have you looked at the names of these uh, songs, though? Span- some of them. Spanning the Head of Zed, Triumph of the King Freak, A Crypt of Preservation and Superstition. Ballad, a sleazy rider hovering over the dull earth, shadow of the cemetery man, a brief static hum, and then the radio blared, eternal struggles of the howling man, much talked of metamorphosis. Hmm. This is a smart motherfucker. Yeah, but he's 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 saying a lot of transformation shit in there and something. Shake your ass, smoke your grass. That sounds like some just good old hippie free loving type shit right there, but... Oh, he's definitely got some twang in this album. Uh-huh. If it's not in the song, it's in the title. This is different as fuck, dude. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> that's that's definitely different as fuck. Oh yeah. And hey, don't forget your bear claw. 
Oh, yeah. I just keep forgetting it. It's like stuck to the... Yeah, put that shit in your pocket. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and um, so that album came out in 2021, and he also confirmed that he was going to do the film adap- adaptation of The Munsters. Nice. Which Finally. Did you, which came out in 2022. Did you watch it? Mm-mm. No, I liked it. In it, Rob Zombie's version? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, of course it has some of the same people. Of course, Sherry Moon Zombies. Fucking yeah, that's, it's just like Quentin Tarantino uses the same people. Adam yeah. Sandler uses the same people. Yeah, and but no, it was good. It's the origin story of how Herman met Lily and how Grandpa did not like Herman. Mm. So he had to court her and they had like some dumb cousin in there. Uh, and how they moved into the mansion. It just, okay, it, okay. So it says bef- when they started dating before they got married and had Eddie. Okay, so it's okay. like an origin of the Munsters. You know, I always liked the Adams Family better, but I did yeah. like the Munsters. But Adams Family just, I don't know, they just, you know, you know I, they spoke to me. Yeah, I was the same way. But, yeah, it um, just, it was just the show for me. Like everybody had their <laughs> shows. Like some people like the Beatles, some people like Elvis. I yeah. was an Adams Family guy. Yeah, no, I, I'm definitely the same way. Um, do you got time to look at email? Do we have oh, yeah, let's email? do it. I thought we were going to go through more of these. Oh, yeah, no, no, I just wanted to kind of... Touch on it? Yeah, did, no, get through. I mean, you know, we gave you all the names of the albums, um, so you guys want to check them out. Um, listen to some of these fucked up songs that <laughs> Rob Zombies came out with. Um, <coughs> Damn it, sorry about that. You know, I didn't think uh, we'd go this long. I, that's why I was kind of like... Uh, there's, especially we have some place to be tonight, so it's going to be... Uh, yeah, we're going to get on that right now, but uh, let's get to our inbox. And I'll check emails and maybe num- go over numbers. Oh, definitely got to go over numbers. Okay, so let's see here. What do we got? Timmy, and I think we have another one from Timmy. Oh, he sent two this week, and I don't know if Karina sent one or not. I guess not. No, she did the Happy the Friday the 13th. And then we read that one last week where everybody was talking about Slither. So Timmy writes in about uh, Dr. Funk, that guy that we covered last time. Yeah. He did a song called Creep. Oh, Radiohead cover. I don't know. Let's find out. Oh, it says Radiohead cover. Oh, I see it right there. He's doing all this on a four-string bass, too. Sounds really good. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like the artwork on his bass. Yeah. Oh, there it is. I hear it. Yeah, I was too busy looking at the guitar and how many strings on the bass. Now, that's a talent that's all on its own where you can you can do uh, a song like that on out of nothing and make it sound like the song that was all digital or had vocals or guitars, bass, and drums and everything mm-hmm. all in one sitting. That's pretty trippy. Yeah, uh, was it loop pedal? I don't, I don't know. No, that was a four-string bass. I don't know if it was loop pedal or what. Well, that's what it said at the very top. Oh, okay. That's what I was reading. What it so said. He, he says, still no singing, but man, he makes this sound great. Yeah, that, in yeah. fact, he does. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. 
Let's go back up here and let's see. We got emails from our Streamlabs partners and shit like that. Um, messages from TikTok, shit like that. And then where is the second one? Okay, here's Timmy's email. Uh, he sent this in two days ago. He goes, when I was a kid back in the early 90s, they had a club called Fox Kids Club. I remember that. <laughs> yep. I remember that. I was a part of that. Kid vid. Yep. They had, uh, like, what, five or six different kids in there? Uh, one one was into music, we, one was into video games. Skate. Wheel, was that Wheels? Wheels was the kid in the wheelchair. Uh-huh. Yeah, there was a bunch of stuff. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I, I had a membership and would get a magazine. Yeah, I did that, too. I never did. was wondering if you guys any, had any information on that. I can't remember much, but I do remember the game show Double Dare, oh, and yeah. I always wanted to get on it. Yeah, Mark Summers. Mark Summers, yes. Dude, that was yes. a legendary fucking show. Yeah, that's what back in nineties. Let's. Then, then I think they did. Um, uh, they tried to bring it back too, because if you know, you they to, did. They had to go through the slime and all that shit. Let's see, Fox Kids Club eighty nine and ninety one. Ninety one is what I remember. Let's go to that one then. Okay, so they had Where in the World is Carmen San Diego. Uh huh. Um. They had you got your little membership card. Oh. Holy shit, I remember this. Let's no. see. Let's look at the video. See, I think Fox Kids Club. No, I was thinking of uh, the Burger King Kids Club. Yeah, that they, one too. That was a uh, kid vid and wheels. No problem. Ready for action. Oh my god, I should remember that. Yeah, the tick. The tick. Life with Louie. Eat the cat. <laughs> Bobby's World. The original X-Men. Batman. Goosebumps. Oh, Eek the Cat was awesome. Louie, I love that show. Yeah, I remember that Life with Louie one. And they were... Um, I didn't put the video I didn't put the video up on there. Sorry about that. For those watching on YouTube. But... Um, I remember there was my favorite episode is the only one I can remember right now. It sticks out in my head as he was wearing this warm ass jacket and somebody comes up and, and they shine a flashlight. I'm like, what are you doing out here? And he goes, I'm just walking home or something like that. And they're like, well, put your arms down, kid. And he goes, my arms are down. He was so fat and the coat was so fluffy. He couldn't put his arms down to his side. They thought he had his hands in the air. It was hilarious. I think that's all we got for emails right there. That's a good question, man. Yeah, I I remember that one in the Burger King Kids Club and stuff like that. And what was that one weird nerdy gal that came on there with the frizzy hair and she was real annoying and we just wanted to punch her in the face or something. She was annoying as fuck. I don't know if she was a kids club mascot or what. Or was that the Fox after school thing? Might have been one of those. I don't know if they have that one. It was Kitty Carey or something like that, and she just had, I don't know, really weird frizzy hair. Oh, yeah, something. So, okay, so I think that's all we got for emails right there. Let me back um, up one more. Yeah. So um, so if we miss your email this week, I apologize. Uh, we are literally getting hundreds of emails because we're starting up um, uh, little uh, partnerships and stuff. We're trying to get emails going back and forth and working on some big stuff, so... Uh, just cruising through them, making sure I don't skip any. But if we miss yours, I apologize. I'll go through them later and make sure I didn't miss any. Numbers? Yeah, are you ready for these numbers? Have, have you looked oh. at them since uh, the other day when you sent me the... I did once, and it jumped a bit. But see, did I send you the 1395? Uh, no. 
I think it was like 13-something or 1,200 and something. I believe it was 12. Let me bring it up real quick. Well, we were sitting at 1395 just a minute ago, and then I'm going to refresh it. We're sitting at 1407. 1395 was the last time uh, you sent me one. Yeah, so we've had 314 new listeners in the last 30 days, and our all-time is 1,407 listeners. Holy shit. Yeah. So, so within a couple days, we got another, what, seven? Uh, Something like that. Since, I can't remember. Yeah, 1395 to 1407. Yeah. Shit. Uh, those those are great. Um, yeah, we love it, man. Appreciate y'all listening. Um, yes, thank you. I don't remember where that gal was from that messaged um, oh, Berta. Yes. She said uh, it was. Uh, she looked up the number. It's from East Bay. East Bay. Okay. You know what? I remember getting a magazine. My cousin would always bring over this magazine that was called East Bay, mm-hmm. and had all the baddest like hats and shoes and all kinds of cool shit in there. Yeah, the East Bay, I mean that could be, you know, Oakland, Frisco, you know, that t- that area, that whole area. Pretty cool though. <clears throat> so, you know, if you were the one who made that phone call, shoot us an email at readyplayerquestions@gmail.com. At Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at readyplayeru. Uh look up our website readyplayerapparel.com. Find us on YouTube. Uh, we have a TikTok. Um, we're fucking everywhere now, basically. Have we been in Milwaukee before? Yeah. You remember because I was like, Miliwake is Algonquin for the good land? Um, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and I got that one from fucking uh, Wayne's World 2. Oh, that's Queens. Queens? Hey, fucking New York is fucking Queens, huh? Look at that. Just like uh, coming to America. Yeah. Hey, go to Queens. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, too. Yeah. I love that movie. Oh, that was one of my favorites. I'll watch that movie a hundred times in a row. Oh, hell yeah. Let's see. We got, ooh, wow. 305 just in the States. 120 in Hanford. Uh, San Jose. Cool. Ashburn. We've had those. Not to discredit them or nothing, but. Oh, more in Vegas, huh? Vegas? Wait, wait, where, where? Oh, oh that's Visalia. No, up top. Vegas. 20. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. Who's in the race for Belgium or Sacramento? Oh, Brussels, Belgium beat out Sacramento. Brussels, Belgium's in at 95, and Sacramento's at 64. Those are rookie numbers. you got to pump those numbers up. Yeah, oh, that's share, tight. Share it with your friends. Share it with your friends. You know, just like Andy Frischella and DJ say on their show, don't be a hoe. Don't be a hoe. Share the show. Oh, there you go. Yeah, we, we, we're based <laughs> on word of mouth. Tell people about us. You know, if you like it, you find something funny, if uh, – you just want to have, make force them to listen to it? Hey, put us on. You know, we do, we're doing video game streaming. I do most of the video game streaming on there because basically I'm sitting up and I'm like, okay, I finally got 10 minutes to myself. We're going to record some levels or something. Yeah, yeah. And, and, then, and I've watched a little bit of them or what I could stand, but, I mean, it's, you know, late at night. and Yeah. It's just, it's just I like, I love that Wolfenstein game. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to do that or I'm going to get some old school Nintendo games on there. And I'm working <laughs> on the Super Nintendo and the Sega to bring over. And, yeah. I uh, got a couple of Xbox games downloaded, you know, Left for Dead and stuff like that. I'm gonna get on there. Yeah. And- oh, 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 since it was a whole zombie thing today, yeah. So I was watching uh, Dead Rising. I, okay, I believe that was the game that was uh, in the. Uh, the and it takes place in the mall, right? Yeah, yeah. That's no, that I- was um, Dawn of the Dead, the remake. No, it was in no, the mall. The game, the video game. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so you're that right. Was, you're that right. Was Dead Rising. Yeah, right? yeah. I, so I downloaded. Um, well, the next ones go out into the city and, yeah. and carry oh, yeah. further. Dead Rising, <laughs> yeah, that was out on the beach and shit. And all these were fucking these old zombie fucking 
weird shit. <laughs> I mean, and plus, I was an FPS, and you know me, I'm not a big FPS guy. I mean, yeah, me, I like those. They're, yeah, I'm get, from time to time. I, give me th- uh, third person, and I'll fucking I'll play that game all day. I'm definitely more first person than third person. See, I'd rather look at that. We got a listener in Pika <laughs> Yoon. Where is that? I don't know. It's in the states. Huh. You should look that up real quick. Pika Yoon. I take a Pika you. I Pika you. Uh, Pikachu, I Pika you. Uh, something like that. How do you spell it? It is spelled P-I-C-A-Y-U-N-E. That P-I-C- definitely. Oh, that's in Mississippi. Oh, M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. I remember that from grade school. Yeah, me too. That's the only, yeah. that's the only way I can remember how to spell it. No, I, the reason I remember that I can spell it is because I got to say pee-pee. <laughs> pee-pee. Uh-huh, you would. Yeah. Yeah, so. Uh, any, any chance to say a bad word and get away with it, you did it as a kid. Like, you would go, shit, and you would put that big pause in it uh-huh. so you could say the word shit and get away with it. Or uh, was it, do you remember, uh, was it Spy Kids? They're like, oh, shit, hockey mushrooms. Oh, shiitake mushroom. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Or what was that uh, on um, Animaniacs when he goes, Mount Titicaca. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, they're getting... I was looking around like, am I in trouble? I just saw that. They said that on the air. Holy oh, shit. Oh, yeah. They, they, they had a lot of innuendos, too. They're like, oh, fingerprints and the dots holding prints. I don't think so. Yeah, no, that no, was hilarious. The jokes you don't get till you're older. Uh-huh. Oh, it was great. <laughs> But uh, all right for uh, this last episode uh, covering Rob Zombie and the last episode of October for us and season. Halloween spooky season Halloween season. Uh, I'm Michael Rick and I'm uh, Matt Kruger and, and you guys have a happy safe Halloween and from Ready Player You we'll see you later bye. I feel so good, I feel so numb, yeah!